Hola, Craig. Hola. ¿Cómo está? Hola. Muy mal. Yeah. Muy I'm, mal. I'm feeling so bad I have no la musica today. No la musica. Like, I was thinking about this tonight. Like, how often do you sit... I, I don't know. I do this uh, occasionally. How often do you sit back and go, damn, why didn't we start this a year ago? Yeah. I know. It would have been so much more fun last season. <laughs> like, like we we really uh, screwed up the timing on this whole podcast thing, to be honest. Yeah. Now everyone has to listen to us talk about sad games over and over and over again. <laughs> I know. It's like, God, like, you know, I remember when we, uh, when a couple of weeks ago we were talking and, and you said that, you know, it was a chance to get our first Pac-12 win. I was like, man, I just like, 0-3 just doesn't really hit me. Like... Like I'm still that way right now. I just look at that. I look at one and four, four and I just go, "Fuck!" Like how? Like I just like this is not a one and I mean in a conference filled with some bad teams, like we are not a one and four conference team. It's crazy. Like it's just, uh, so irritating. Well, yeah, and uh, so this is podcast versus everyone. I'm Craig Powers once again. Coming to you live on vacation, from, on vacation from Playa del Carmen, and I have a terrible accent, uh, Spanish accent. And then uh, with me is Jeff Neusser, drinking reheated coffee in his basement. <laughs> yeah. I know we're we're in such a good mood. I've decided I'm going to go ahead and uh, drink coffee tonight because I'm tired and. We had we, we had a very adventurous day, and I worked on uh, uh, giving my my master not the master bathroom the the uh, it's the main bathroom. Worked on giving that a facelift for the last couple of days. It's it's nowhere near done, but you know whatever. So I'm tired and I'm like not feeling very festive. So I'm uh you know what I'm just gonna have a coffee so that I can power on through this sucker. I had a pretty fucking good day. We went to this uh, eco park and. In Mexico, called uh, like Charret. Uh it's like X C X C A R E T. Basically, they have these like giant underground rivers, which are a thing here because of sinkholes um, uh, uh. called secotes, uh, sinkholes that create these okay. underground rivers. Yeah. So they've b- created a park out of it. It's basically these giant lazy type like lazy rivers that have all this like beautiful scenery. Um, they've done the you know work. It's basically like a Disneyland for like ecotourism. It's like really cool, and so we did that today, and that was just amazing experience. And uh, um, even B liked it so much. We were, went through it a couple times. We didn't think after the first run because the rivers were kind of cold. She wouldn't want to do it. She did it again. She didn't take a nap the whole day. We were sitting at dinner. Uh, she usually goes to sleep. You know, maybe falls asleep around 8 or 8.30. We put her in bed usually around 7.30. We were sitting at dinner at like 6.30, and she was sitting in her mom's lap, and she just fell asleep. Like, and she is, <laughs> it's currently as we're podcasting. That's the best. It's almost 11. As we're podcasting, she has not woken up. Like, we went from the restaurant up to her hotel room, didn't wake up. Like, so she uh, had a ton of fun. I had a ton of fun. I didn't think about the Cougs except for when I changed into my clothes, my out of my wet clothes at the end of the day <laughs> and I had a Coug shirt on. Um, but uh, you're like, shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like remembering all over again. Yeah. You know, that's so, yeah. So I didn't 
do as much prep for this podcast because, uh, well, one, it feels like the game was just like not that long ago because it was so late last night um, or yeah. early this morning. And then, and then two, uh, man, it's, I just didn't want to think about it. I'm on vacation. I don't want to be sad. Yeah. Yeah. I basically, yeah. by watched. the way, I don't want to imply, I don't want to imply I had a bad day. I didn't have a bad day. My day started off with, uh, we got to, so I've mentioned, uh, the good times project before, which is one of the groups that we, uh, sort of hang out with a kind of a second cancer family. And we got to go to, uh, the sugar factory in Bellevue. Oh, yeah. Um, I was not aware of exactly what the sugar factory is, uh, until we got there. And, uh, yeah, that's a lot of sugar, man. So anybody who, uh, who is familiar with the sugar factory, we got to have, uh, goblets with uh, they were loaded with all sorts of halloween gummies and stuff like that and then uh had some french toast and then uh had one of had their big like king kong candy dessert thing (laughs) which i swear to god comes in this like tub not it's not like a tub it's like a giant dish but it's like tub sized and uh, I, I kid you not, it has it had to have like a gallon and a half of ice cream in it, <laughs> um, different kinds of ice cream and candy. And uh, one of their donuts was like stuck into it, which that's like one of the best donuts I've ever had, by the way. Like, so anyway, it was I mean, there had to be like 15,000 calories sitting in this bowl. <laughs> and uh, we, we didn't get very far. We actually there was five of us and we probably needed another five people to really put a dent in it but it was super awesome so if anybody uh, is connected with good times project and listening to this man we had an awesome time and it was uh it was so tasty it was just a lot of sugar the kids all fell asleep on the way home took me a few more hours before i hit my sugar crash so it was Great. a good day but uh life, life didn't watch any on. football oh yeah, yeah i did. didn't yeah. watch any football so that was probably good too yeah that Even uh, the seahawks won yeah but yeah, so I don't know. Life goes on, whatever. But well, let's uh, yep. let's let's dive back into it, man. Let's dive back in. <laughs> Even though life thing, goes yeah. on, let's let's look back. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that another another just uh, brutal brutal game. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, obviously, a lot of encouraging parts to it, but another brutal ending um, that leaves you with a sour taste in your mouth and. Um, yep. just, uh, um, this, this season is really turning into one of, of missed opportunities. And, and, uh, I, I mean, fuck, they're ranked, uh, 24th in SP plus right now. Like, which that, is higher than what they were ranked last year, right? Yeah. The 11, like I think around, around 25, 30 or something like year. that. And, 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 yeah. and it, yeah, yeah. I, by the end of the season it might've been around 30. Yeah. I think they might've topped out about where this team is now and they've been, uh, yeah. steadily climbing all, all season. Even as they've lost, they definitely dipped after UCLA, but, and, uh, they kind of held, they dipped after Utah, but the, since Arizona state, they've been steadily climbing. Um, and, and I mean, that's what it feels like when you watch the games, like it feels like the team's getting better. Um, the offense is still clicking. Yeah. Um, the offense is as good as ever. The defense is, you know, still not good, but, uh, definitely has taken a few steps forward. Um, definitely felt like that against Oregon. Um, they, the defense themselves gave up, you know, uh, 30 points. They didn't, uh, which whatever, if you'd have told me that I, I would have said we were going to win that game then. Um, but of course, you know, there was just, uh, we talked about it as the game was going on. Um, those first two drives, it felt like the Cougs were punching them in the mouth. 
um, in their own air raid way and moving the ball down the field. And, and in the preview podcast in my and in my written preview on Coug Center, I pointed out that Oregon only gives up touchdown drive touchdowns on 25% of red zone drives. And and that's what it looked like in the on the first two drives for the Cougs. Um, not not really of anything that Oregon did, but just things the Cougs did to themselves. Um, yep. WS, WSU gets down to the three, right, like lightning quick on the first drive, and uh, yep. you know I, we talked about this in the podcast. There was there was a five man box. They should have ran that ball. They didn't. Liam yeah, Ryan, that one could have been run. Yeah, they uh, they didn't. Liam Ryan. I don't know what the hell he was doing. He he had the guy blocked and then just decided to throw him down. And uh yep. that that's always going to get called, you know? Um and then uh, and then another the next play he just gets a more classic holding and when he got beat and and suddenly WSU is on, you know, first and goal from the 23 and you know, they but of course, they still had a chance to score, and Roderick Fisher drops a touchdown. Like what probably would have been a touchdown. He was, he was pretty clear. He was catching the ball. It would have been catching the ball on the five with momentum going into the end zone. I think he would have scored. Yeah, um, yeah it, you got to think he would have. Even get even even aside from that, they might have had the ball in the one and probably went for it and probably scored. So, um, yeah. So that was that was that was a rough start, and that immediately felt like Ugh, this is going to come back and bite us. And then the next drive, WSU easy down the field again. Uh, Gordon makes a hell of a throw, a, a dart to, uh, you know, the, the guy who's been our best receiver <laughs> when he's been in the game, um, Brandon Arcanado, yeah. and, and he he just flat out drops it. And and sure enough, it, he doesn't just drop it. He drops it right into the arms of an Oregon defender, and uh, they're – you know, instead they don't get nothing on that drive. They only got three points on the first drive. Nothing on that drive. But uh, yeah, so uh, those first two drives, man, I, I know what you were thinking. That it just this gave the, those first two drives gave me a feeling in my stomach that did not go away until the yeah. the very end. Yeah, I mean, there's an old saying, right? That you can uh, you can't win a game in the first quarter, but you can lose it in the first quarter. And you know, to be honest, that's kind of what happened. And it's, you know, it's people are, I think, sort of reluctant to to make that kind of a conclusion when so much time passes between then and the end of the game, and so many things happen. And you know, so you can sort of talk yourself into all kinds of things, like. For example, the simplest thing. Okay, if we can get a stop there on Oregon's last drive, we win the game, right? Right. But it's like, but, you know, this is our defense. This is their offense. And if you're in a position where you have to come up with a stop, you know, keep them out of field goal range, that is a situation that is advantage Oregon. Period. End of story. Like, you can't, like as much as you want to rationalize it, you go, I mean, look, Oregon feels about their offense the same way we feel about ours, which is you give us the ball with like at the end of the first half, right? Okay. So Gordon throws the pick six and that sucks and everything else. But immediately in our Slack channel, we were all saying, well, okay, but there's plenty of time to go score. Cause we, that's how we feel. Right. And then, you know, sure enough, we drive down and get a touchdown. Right. So it's like, so Oregon feels the same way. Hey, we get the ball back with a minute to go. That's advantage Oregon, right? So the best way to make sure 
that you don't end up with advantage Oregon in that situation is, you know, be up by more than a field goal or be up by more than a touchdown. Same thing against Arizona state. Like when you're in that close game, you know, I mean, you can't count on this defense to make a stop and they're getting better. And there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I wrote about explosives last week outside of one really terrible play. Um, they were good. You know, I think they only had one, maybe two passing plays. Uh, I think there was one passing play over 25 yards and, and, but one of them was like 24. So there was like two, right? So two explosive passing plays, um, really only, I think three explosive running plays and they didn't have any, um, chunk, uh, running plays after about 10 minutes left in the game. So it's like, it's, you know, the, the defense did better, you know, they stepped up, they played a really good offense down to, you know, 31 point or 30 points. Right. Yep. You know, because one of those was a pick six. Well, so actually down you to could 30 say points. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you just go, know, you know, yeah. that's, that's a success for the defense. But, you know, I mean, again, you, you, you put the ball in the hands of Oregon with a minute to go and they like their chances. And so this is all to say when you leave 11 points on the board there in the first quarter, you know, and you, you drop two touchdowns and one of them turns into an interception. And I've heard people try and make the argument, well, yeah, but after the interception, they got to stop and then they got a touchdown on the next one. Well, who's to say that we wouldn't have gotten that touchdown on the next one anyway? Yeah. Right. Like, I mean, it's like we might have gotten a touchdown on three consecutive drives. We've done that before. You know, I mean, it's the point is that drive ended with zero points when it should have ended with seven and the next drive ended with seven. And what happened with the interception did not have any bearing on whether they scored a touchdown the next time. So, I mean, I guess the field was a little short, but I think you get my point that they left all these points out there. And it came back to bite him. And, and I mean, I tweeted at the time, like, game over, which obviously is a little hyperbolic and overdramatic, but I think it played out sort of like I thought it would, which is they needed those 11 points. They didn't have them, and they ended up losing the game. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know. I just it, – we it was kind of a theme throughout the game. Like, at halftime, we were like – the Coug the offense was moving much better in the Oregon offense. It just felt like the Cougs were – dominating the game but it was 17 17 and that's where they were at right. and 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 then they come out in the second half and oregon uh you know we have the third quarter and and then oregon yep. is, is suddenly up 11 but still like you said there's this confidence in this offense like i was still thinking man and you're thinking back to 2015 as well like if 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 we can get a score, a stop, a score, like a score and a stop, a score. But, of course, the defense actually came with two stops in the fourth because uh, WSU went, got the ball back down down six with about 5.30 left and went three and out. And then yep. Meyer Cristobal decides to punt the ball from like the 35 or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> and Thanks, then, buddy. And then uh, you – I don't know. I know they drive started at 10, but you knew, like, you knew they were going to score, but you just didn't want them to score too much time on the clock, and they did. Right. Um, they scored. I mean, obviously, it took them a fourth down play to score, but still, it, it I mean, they had a 48-yard chunk play from Tay Martin in there, and that the, the whole time when, when he's running that, you're like, go, Tay, but also fall down. <laughs> like, like, just... yeah. 
I'm like, totally. I'm like, you're kind of afraid that he's going to score, and then you, yeah, Oregon like you really have- weren't counting on a 50 yard pass right there, right? Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at the clock before that play, and I'm just thinking, like, okay, this is kind of the perfect amount of time, right? Like, we're gonna, you know, bite off, you know, you know, eight to 15 yard chunks on the way down. We'll burn up clock, and maybe we score with you know 30 seconds to go or something like that, and and, and life is good, right? And then all of a sudden. Tay breaks off his 50 yard reception and you're both you, you, like you said, you're both thinking like, please score, but please don't score. And you know what I mean? It's like, cause you just know, you just knew, you know, you knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And, and it, and it did it, obviously WSU gave up a chunk play of its own on a screen. Um, that was pretty poorly defended. Um, and I, you know, you can say that uh, people should be in prevent, but WSU was blitzing on that play, and they—they—that's why there was space for it. So, space for the yep. screen to bust open. So, um, it's not that if you're if you're screaming stop playing the prevent defense, they weren't. Um, if they were, yeah, that that would if Oregon, they were that wouldn't have happened. Or because honestly, Oregon wasn't going to feel good about that kick if it was outside of thirty-five yards, like they're. The, they passed on a 50-yarder that would have probably iced the game earlier. Yep. Um, it would have made it a yep. nine-point game. And uh, so, uh, th- th- yeah, it's just uh, uh, you were, when they were kind of sitting at that kind of 35 to 40 range, you're like, okay, if the defense can just stop them right now, Oregon's kicker is not going to make this field goal, or they're not even going to try it. Right. Right, but that that screenplay was huge, and and uh, then you kind of knew it was over. I mean, if, if you could you'd hope that Oregon's kicker was bad enough, but he he missed. He made it. He made the twenty-seven yard or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, looked like it might have been drifting right too, and then like it just kind of straightened. I was like, no, he did. It, it's it one started the, to go right, and I thought, <gasps> and then I was like, no, it really just straightened out. Yeah, like, it's one of those things. <laughs> you know what I mean, I was like, damn. Yeah. It's one of those things in real time where it seems like it takes like forever and like it's just slow motion yeah. moving and you're like, oh, it's going. But then you watch it like the replay. It's just like, oh, no, it was just a regular field goal. Like it was, there was nothing yeah. scary about it. But no, yeah, I, really. I, I don't like, yeah, the, the, another gut punch. I mean, this is two out of the last three games, three out of the last five yep. games where they've just been yep. fourth quarter. But. Man, you you gotta say though, these guys are fucking tough though. Um, they it's they are. Something I kind of thought they might fold at one point, and they so, didn't. What 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 gets lost in the fact that they lost the game is that they they came back from eleven down and took the lead in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. They were down by eleven with yep. like eleven minutes left in the game. Yep. And they came back and yep. took the lead. And the, the defense lead. gets credit for part of that, too. Like, yeah, that they wasn't got a, all offense. Obviously, they, the defense had to get a couple stops. Well, an extra stop because you would have thought WSU would have scored on that five-minute. The drive they had five, five and a half minutes, but they went straight three and out. And then you're like, oh, shit. Yep. But then defense stepped up. They stopped him again. Got to stop. Yep. Yeah, man, I don't know. Um, it was uh, – I was re- – um, I, uh, I wanted to go run – I know there was a that craft beer bar I was at the other day, and Playa del Carmen would still be open. And I was like, I'm gonna I'm, if they. Win. I was just watching outside by the pool, <laughs> um, streaming it on my phone um, with my headphones yeah. on, and like it was dead. The, no one was around except for the workers. You know, after we the the last 
the last, you know, five minutes I'm pacing. I'm, you know, when we scored the touchdown to go ahead, I'm like, you know, yelling and, you know, trying to be reserved about it, but definitely like the motions, they must've looked like I, something serious was happening to me. But, uh, yeah. And then it's funny. Uh, I was just pacing, pacing, pacing until that they popped that screen and I just went down in one of those, those like loungy swim, you know, poolside chairs and just kind of curled up in a, in a like, like laid back, curled up in a ball, just like of sadness. All right. What do you think? Should we take a break? Yes. And we're back. Once again, buy or subscribe or whatever. To um, that thing. There, there's, there's no evidence to show that if you, if you subscribe or buy or whatever is advertised in this podcast, that it doesn't positively impact Cougar football results. Like, there's no evidence to disprove that. Yeah. So, as far as I'm concerned, it does. It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. What other depressing things can we talk about? Let's talk about Mike Leach's decision making. Yeah. How, how about that? The okay. Uh, so it's the fourth quarter. You're down eleven. You score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yes. It's not the second quarter. Yes. It's not the first quarter. You're down eleven. You score a Correct. touchdown. You are now down. That is true. You are now down five. Uh, if, yes. if, if you kick the extra point, you'll be down four. Um, I believe in football, there is a play called a field goal that is worth three. Yes. Um, so usually, and, and, and given that it's the fourth quarter, there's roughly 10 minutes left. You, you being within three points may end up, you know, having a drive that you could tie the game or whatever. Um, this seems like a no-brainer decision to go for two in that in that case, and maybe it's seems not like it. maybe it's not statistically. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, but it just seems like any coach would do it. Um, but Leach, for we've talked about this before. He just he pauses on fourth down decisions. He pa- and then WSU yeah. typically waste of time out which they did in this case uh they sent out the f- the kicking unit and you know it's just i don't know like it, it kind of takes me back to um the face it was the same face in 2015 against ucla when uh the assistant um i can't remember who it was was just holding up two fingers like uh was it ucla I, I can't, oh no! It was against I Oregon. Remember. It was against. I, I know Oregon. what you're referring to. It, it it was against Oregon when they scored the, tu- the the tying touchdown at the end of regulation with no time left or whatever or one like one second left. Uh, they that was when. So it was against Eugene. His assistants yelling at him, "Go for two to win." Um, of course, yeah. it was fine. It worked out in the end, but but he had the same sort of like looking up in the lights, like lost face. And and yeah. and then suddenly realizing maybe we should go for two, like way late to the point where they had to call a timeout, waste a timeout. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, you know, I, I think I've maybe defended Leach on this front more than most um, just because, like, 
I, I, the, the amount of really terrible clock management you see from coaches leads me to think it must be really hard. Like, like I just try to be like logical about it. Try to, you know, apply Occam's razor, which I, you know, apply to as many things as possible. <laughs> you know, like sometimes you just don't need to overthink things like, like why is football officiating bad everywhere? Well, because it's probably really hard to be a football official. Right. And so it's like, I, I tend to think the same thing on these things, but this was one where I'm like, come on, like, you've got to know, you've got to know, like, even when the drive starts, you should be thinking like, Hey, if we get a touchdown, we got to go for two. Like that should be like, like that you should know that at some point during the drive, if not at the beginning of the drive, you know what you're doing. And so to get down there and have them go in and everybody and their grandmother is like, okay, we got to go for two here. And then to see the field goal unit trotting out and you're like, wait, what is he doing? And then all of a sudden he realizes it with the clock winding down. He tries to get a timeout real quick before the, before the actual kick. It just, it just, that's the stuff that just drives you bonkers. And his, his cavalier, I know his cavalier use of timeouts drives PJ completely nuts, <laughs> you know, um, you know, trying to figure yeah, the, out the defensive you know, timeout. Yeah. yeah like, like why he doesn't value them. It's, it's so, what's so weird to me is he's a really smart dude. I mean, everybody agrees. He's a smart dude, right? Like, like this, this is sort of like something that's not in dispute that he's a smart guy. I mean, he's got a, he's got a JD for goodness sakes. I mean, not that, not that you got to be brilliant to get a JD, but it's like, you know, if you've got one of those degrees, you're, you know, you've, you've accomplished some level of, you know, you've, you, you've possessed some level of intelligence. Right. Right. And so it's like, you would think that someone, I mean, if we're just saying a guy who, who is you know, a trained lawyer, even if he never actually practiced, you would think that that guy of all people would be thinking, you know, five steps ahead would be thinking, you know, the strategy, the chess board, you know, I mean, you know, all the stuff that goes into and, and he doesn't right? like he gets like locked in on a thing and then he's not really thinking about the other stuff. And I don't know if there's any kind of solution. I mean, I, I, you know, maybe there is a solution of having a dedicated, uh, you know, a dedicated person to, to sort of be that, you know, game manager for him to say, Hey, you know, this is what's the optimal decision here. This is what, you know, whatever, but it's, it's just, it's so just like baffling that he seems incapable of being able to understand things like, you know, when to go for it on fourth down, when it's optimal, when to, um, you know, go for two when it's optimal, um, why it would be smart to conserve your timeouts so that you can use them strategically, you know, should you need them late in the game. I mean, there's all of these things that he doesn't do that are just like counter to what we think we know about him. And, and that's what, you know, from, from my point of view, that's what drives me nuts. I don't get nearly as frustrated with like, I know Anthony, people were like, Oh, why did Gordon snap the ball with 30 seconds on the clock instead of five? You know, okay, fine. You know, should he have, of course, but this, again, a guy making his, you know, eighth start and that kind of stuff comes with experience. So I'm not, I'm not going to crush the guy for that. And same thing with Travell Harris running out of bounds. I mean, Oregon probably spends a time out there anyway. It's so, you know, whatever, but it's just all sort of like the guy who is in charge of the whole thing should be the one to be able to be trusted with thinking those things a little bit farther in advance than, you know, the moment you're confronted with it. 
Right. Yeah. And I think with him, the timeouts is a bit of hubris. Um, the same reason that he takes it as personal offense when uh, the offense goes three and out, um, like because he's he believes that the offense that he has designed is perfect and it should always score. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that and I feel like he's said this before. Um, he doesn't think that timeouts are that big of a deal. And, and uh, he kind of right. has that old uh, what was the Rams coach Martz or um, was it Martz? Mike Martz. Yeah. yeah I think where so. like he just had this such hubris about the offense that he ran that he didn't think that the timeouts would be that important. Of course, they're more often important um, getting the ball back on defense and things like, you know, whatever. But uh, um, so there's that part of it that maybe an offensive coach doesn't think about. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 a bit frustrating um, when you see them waste another timeout for like no like in a situation that really doesn't need it honestly um when uh, almost every time in every situation when a coach burns a timeout to think about a fourth and one play like it kind of drives me crazy because i just think almost anywhere on the field a fourth and one should be an auto auto go um but uh but but even like you'll see coaches are on like the 40 and they're like i don't know i don't know if we should do this and but uh or maybe on the 33 oh (laughs) yeah 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 um but but yeah so uh yeah it's just and they burn timeouts because they just we've we've talked about this just have a just have a just have a strategy just have something that you always go to and then you don't have to waste timeouts and you don't have to waste time or get you know get penalties or whatever And everybody's on the same page, right? Like, like once upon a time, it was, I mean, this was, we're probably talking like Luke Falk 2015. So, I mean, we're, we're a few years removed from this now, but it was like, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the last time it happened. It was basically just like, it was fourth down and we were, you know, approaching midfield or past midfield. It was just automatic. We were going for it. We weren't going to you know, worry about no, I mean, it, it wasn't even like the offense wasn't even looking to the sideline. Like, are we coming off? Are we not? They were looking for the play. Right. Right. And, and I, I, I'm not sure I understand why, um, you know, why we've gotten away from that. Like, like I understood why we got away from that in, uh, you know, in 2017, cause that offense was trash, Yeah. but it's like, but that's like one offense in and they the had last, a good, and like, they had a really you know, good six kicker, years so they're like, oh, and they had a really good kicker and the defense was good. Yeah. So, okay. Like I get it. The defense was better than the offense and you know, whatever it just like, you know, when you had Minshew and, and now you got Gordon, like I just, and you got Borgie. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't understand why it's not more of a mindset of, you know, we're going to score and you have to stop us and you can't. So screw you. Uh, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me why why that's not just a a philosophy at this point. But uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe Mike Leach is mellowing out as he's getting older. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, we know Pete Carroll is. So uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, um, started but, on that one. But uh, yeah, you actually kind of brought something up that uh, reminded me of something with Borgie. Um, you know, we talked about. I, I brought up, you know, on the first drive, they had a favorable run box. They had a five-man box. I, I mean, I don't even uh, – it's funny. Oregon was, like, daring them to run the ball. <laughs> like, it's – you have a five-man box on yeah, the three-yard line. Like, you never see that. Like, it, you should – that should no. be an auto run, especially with Borgie. But, 
um, they didn't no, go it's for almost it. like Oregon was thinking, "Hey, we can stop them five on five. That that's yeah. almost what it looked like. Um, and, yeah, and you know, you it, it had, may have been you had three down linemen and two linebackers and, and two that linebackers. Was it. Yeah, yeah. And they uh, were head up. Each guy was head up over a lineman. Right. So you had you know you had the nose tackle head up over the center, and I guess maybe they just thought that they were going to do that. And maybe you know I I think it's possible that Wazoo even was like, eh, five on five head up. We don't really like that matchup. Maybe well, they given, wanted even more than that. They wanted g- leverage. I don't know. Given that Borgie had just eight carries in this game, like I, I, they, I'm thinking they may have said, "Hey, even if it's even if it's a favorable run box, it might not be like good to run because these guys will beat us one on one." But uh, but of course, later in the game. <laughs> Uh, they yeah. hand, they hand off on a horrendous run box like it like yeah you, five like, on seven yeah five it on was 100% seven percent five on seven and Borgie breaks three tackles and, and scores a touchdown so it's like so it's like I don't you know that 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 probably you know there's there's a lot to it's like you know at that point I think I said in the Slack like fuck it just hand it to him when it's eight man box I don't care yeah. just like whatever yeah, I was I was like okay all you people might have a point because I've been you know I've basically been <laughs> yeah. ridiculing everybody for you know for a month being like dude what do you want do you want him to just run the ball into a, a totally losing situation and then it's like he ran the ball into a completely losing situation made two guys whiff in the backfield and then ran a guy over at the goal line. (laughs) Okay. Maybe everybody has a point. I don't know. Like it still seems like that's a low probability play, but you know, that was insane. That, that was one of the better runs. I I think you'll ever see. Like he just, he made two guys miss and then plowed somebody over. He had, that was an NFL type play. He he had to make a guy miss as soon as the ball was in his hand. He had it. And then he, as soon as he handed the ball off. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so it was yeah, that was totally that was a crazy bonkers. run. Um, yeah, so don't run again a five against a five man box on the goal line, and and then you do running on the you know it's just like I don't know maybe that's something that's a yeah. weakness for Gordon is picking out those run boxes because he had some he had some issues against Colorado with it as well, um, where it yeah. just seems like he made a determination ahead of time that they were going to run regardless of what the box looked like, or they were going to pass regardless of what the box looked like. Um, which of course WSU on the passing side does all the time. They don't they don't run against every five on five box. They don't like it's that they see a lot more five on five boxes than like fifteen times a game, you know. But uh, but sometimes yeah. they just like their matchups, and obviously it works out quite often. But this game it was kind of crazy in that you see them not run on a five and then run on a seven, and the seven like turns out to work out pretty well because against Colorado, they ran on a couple six and seven man boxes and they didn't work out well at all. But, um, sometimes, you know, you know, once in a while, Borgie will just make an insane play and make everyone look better. Um, but yeah, so that's the type of player he is. Um, he got 16, but again, it's, he got 16 16 touches and it's, Hard to complain about the results, right? Yeah, WSU didn't run uh, a ton of plays. Um, what they were at? Uh, Sorry, I can tell you. Sixty-five plays. Sixty-five plays. Not a. That's not a crazy yeah. amount of plays. Um, no, that's so, pretty low, actually. Yeah, yeah. So Gordon uh, ran the ball quite a bit because he was under some pressure. Well, it was it was not so much under pressure, but there was just guys were covered. Um, I think more often. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then obviously the I, that, do, that quarterback draw they ran 
he definitely scored on. Like, luckily, WSU scored yeah. anyway. Yeah, that but was... He de- like, because I, I don't know about you, but I saw that. I'm like, run that fucking ball. <laughs> like, dude, just like... Like, because yeah. there was no one in the middle. And uh, yeah. and they ran a drive. Like, when they split out five wide like that, you were thinking, oh, man, this is uh, this is a prime opportunity. And um, he definitely scored. Like, I don't yep. no idea how that didn't get called. Um, but that WSU ended up scoring I anyway. Do. Yeah, I, I have an idea. Oh, by the, <laughs> by the way, I've seen in my mentions uh, on Twitter um, a number of Oregon fans that were just they they are oh, full belief God. that they were they were uh, robbed. Oh, that they were wronged. Wronged oh, by the like yeah, every right. everyone was getting Dear wronged God. in that damn game. Come on, like like yeah, like. <laughs> I, I, someone's gonna have to say. Go someone someone's gonna have to explain this to me. Okay, so they call pass interference on that play. Desmond Patman step out of bounds. Okay, so it didn't look like much. So it was a weak pass interference call for sure. But if you're calling pass interference, you're implying that the guy was pushed or whatever. Out and of bounds. Out of bounds. And then he catches right. the ball. So how how does that pass interference not negate an illegal touching and- penalty? And by the way, the replay definitely did not conclusively show that he no, stepped out of bounds. Heal up, man. He, fucking heal like up. Like you could, like, you could make a really good argument that he was in bounds the entire time. And, and just, also, whatever. I just, I don't, under, like, I don't understand how the the a pass interference penalty doesn't just negate the the illegal touching to begin with. Like it feel like it should supersede it. It should supersede it. Like it's like okay, this happened, so that doesn't matter anymore. Because like it's basically like uh, like uh, yeah, I don't know. Like so like against I WSU game earlier this year, there was a false start and then a replay, and then the the replay negated the false start. It's like sometimes one thing happens because another, so you have to take out the thing that happened. But it's it's well, and then you had the third down play, the conversion where the ball was clearly moving after it hit the ground, and it didn't even get reviewed. It didn't even get reviewed after Oregon had a false start. And yeah, there was more time to look at it, and it was whatever. Like there, it wasn't we, even we just moving. That, that wasn't even moving when it hit the ground. He didn't even have that much control of it at any point right like it's and, it and was, the nose like, of the ball hit the ground and it slid up and it's just whatever like you know it's i mean it, like i'm not even mad about that because i'm just like like there was so much nonsense you know travion brown's um you know his targeting ejection was absolutely insane like i'm sorry like the like what's the kid supposed to do like he's six inches off the ground like it's his fault that the running back is is falling to the ground and so like he's he's did he launch himself? Yeah, I mean he's trying to make a tackle. Like it's just football has gotten so far away. It's it's the it's I've said this before. Obviously, this is another you know ban replay rant. Which by the way, it's nice to see more and more people sort of coming around to this idea that replay actually is a bad thing and doesn't actually do any good. Like it doesn't solve that many problems. It creates a whole host of other problems and it makes the game unwatchable at times and so oh, yeah what there was just, a time when uh, i think like four minutes of gameplay took 30 minutes because 30 of minutes of real time. yeah right yeah and so you know it just you know i'm tired of it i think everybody's tired of it the, the refs are just incompetent i mean you just go well and then and then it, yeah and and then when it's like they're looking for stuff to review but then that play we were just talking right. about 
Like that's a then they don't. How do that. you don't review that? And then they reviewed a play, right. like two plays later. I swear to make up for it, right? Like and it, there was there was another run where Borgie got a guy pretty clearly targeted on Borgie, oh, and absolutely. that didn't get replayed because that wasn't flagged. And you know, anyway, I just my my contention is that. Um, the biggest problem football has is that it's, and, and I think this is sort of sports in general also, because I think basketball um, is, is kind of going down this road as well. I mean, there was a game or there was oh, a play in the national championship game where, you know, they, they overturned an out of bounds call because it, it barely, barely, barely ticked off the guy's finger after a guy poked it out of bounds. And it just, you know, it's the, the need to this, this, um, effort to try and be perfect this pursuit of perfection is what causes all of these problems right it's like you can't you can't be perfect replay the the fundamental assumption behind replay is that we can get this right that you can get everything right and it's like you can't you really can't like and there are so many things you can't get right and in fact it opens up all of these areas well, yeah. where especially, you can actually get it wrong especially uh with um with targeting uh, with Travion Brown, where where it's like uh, that, we you've we've talked about this before. That rule it leaves so much for interpretation, yep. and 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 it, yep. or 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 it 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 like the rule is not is often used outside of the spirit of the play. Like okay, right. so yeah, the defender collided headfirst with the runner. The runner was falling down into his head. Like, what right. the hell is he supposed to do? What's like, he supposed to do? The like, Brown is set up to hit him in the in the midsection. Right. He's he's and, going to hit him in and, the midsection and the, or the legs. And then the run, runner stumbles down. So no one can move. The, these guys are moving so fast. Like, what is he supposed to do? No one. And then people are like, "Oh, well, he should have had his head up so that his face mask is going." Like, I'm sorry, people. If you ever like. <laughs> Have you ever moved? Just like like you know, period. Have you ever yeah, moved have you ever, your or body? Have you ever played football? Like it's yeah. like I mean, come on. It's Dave Wyman, who is a uh, former Seahawks NFL linebacker, right? And he's on uh, the radio. On, oh God, you know, I know. I, I, here in Seattle. Well, and he, uh, and he, he, but he has he, this saying that it's like this is not the Matrix. Yeah, he's like we don't live in the Matrix, you know, and which I understand is a little bit of a dated reference at this point. But the idea is, of course, you know, Evergreen has this, you know, famous scene, right? Where yeah, where he's just like, you know, he's dodging these bending, bullets, right? Yeah. And he's like, vroom, vroom, right? And it's like, no, this is like th that's not real life. And when you when you slow this stuff down, frame by frame by frame, it's everything like looks you worse. create this. Yeah, you, well, and you create this impression that people can do more things than they actually can. And so you end up with, you know, plays like that where a guy gets ejected for no reason. It almost came into play when Justice Rogers went down and we yeah. were like, oh, shit, you know, like, now we don't we have, have no one to you know, play middle okay, well, Hank Pladson, here we go. You know, I mean, and, and Rogers obviously came back and that was good. But it's like, man, it, it, you know, it just there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. And the introduction of replay just shows that there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. And football's, you know, propensity to over legislate everything just creates a, a situation where honestly, I think the refs are in a no win situation. I mean, we, we make fun of PAC 12 refs and I get it. They're worse than everybody else at this, but it's like, it's hard. It's really hard. The rule book is like, 
you know, so thick and there's so many little rules. And that's why the, the, you know, the eight of them get together and discuss every damn call. Cause it's like, they are talking to each other to make sure that they're getting it right. Like I have this call, you know, I'm getting this right. 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 And they all look at each other. Yes, that's the right call. And it's like, if you need eight people to conference every damn call, just to make sure that you don't, you know, screw up one of football's arcane rules, you may have a fundamental problem with your sport. Right. And I, so there. I like, and I, and I, <laughs> and I, I, I get the reason for the targeting. Uh, like I know what they're trying to change. Sure. And, I, and, and, and I Dude, think so much of this is well-intentioned and, and, and I think it's had some impact. Like I, I, I think that guys are hitting in a different way, but, but still it's like, if you're, if you're looking to like, if you're, if you're hunting down people who are, basically not ill-intentioned like with the rule like right this is not like fucking vantaze perfect like right spearheading people yeah like toss that guy out like all of arizona state's defense or which somehow no targeting calls are called in that game yeah like we've even reviewed no you know what it looks like you know what it looks like when people are headhunting like you know what it looks like it's so easy to see Uh, anyway and that's like Travion Brown was low to the ground, bent down. Like who, who is trying to hit someone in the head when they're 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 bent down as far as they exactly. can to the ground? Like, come on, exactly. that's not what he was doing. And 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 if and and exactly. I and I've seen some people. Well, he should have had his head up. He leaned in. That's just how your body moves. Like that's just how it yeah, works. Yeah. Like like you try and pick you try and pick your head up while you're diving in like that. Like really? Like n- like nobody does that. Like you just don't. Your head goes down. Like, eh. and all, that's protected. It's a. Pro- I'm it's more a, angry about that garbage than I am about the outcome of the game. To it's be a honest, na- it's a naturally protect. Well, I, yeah, the outcome of the game. I'm more sad about than angry. Like I, it's just because it's just like, at this point, and we can talk about this too. Um, but maybe we should take a break. But, but just to wrap this up, yeah. Like I just. Uh, it's it the the officiating is that that was a disaster it, it t- even to the point like the 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 tv crews hate to pick on the refs and for good reason like you just you don't want to just like stoke the fire and and make make that well, the and narrative you can do it and, endlessly right yeah like nobody wants it, to it would be endlessly. obnoxious but and um, right well we could talk about that crew and the disaster they were but but anyways, but the uh, the TV crew, um, but uh, but even they were they they couldn't help but call out like how ridiculous this was and and I, and I would uh, I, it's funny uh, I, I don't know if you caught this uh, um, Le- Levy asked Greasy like if you could get rid of replay um, yeah would you do it and he said only only if yeah. it's only if it's both nfl and college just like you gotta you gotta get rid of it completely and 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 it's yeah well i mean this game was a prime example of what replay can do and and what how replay doesn't actually serve the purpose that anyone thinks it does and, and right. uh and it's just getting it's getting worse and i mean you brought yep. up basketball like the last minute of a basketball game is fucking terrible now like it's just yep. it's just replays of like out of bounds calls that no one could have ever made in real time like right. come on when we're doing pickup games 
if if one guy is slapping one way and one guy's slapping the other, just use physics and you that's, that's yeah, and the, the ball goes that the way. The ball goes that way. You don't way. need replay to see if maybe it glanced it's off glanced of a off a fingernail. Like it's whatever. And then bat like football yeah. now it's just like we're just looking for reasons to kick guys out. We're looking for yep. uh reasons, you know, or or maybe we're not. Like we're not we're we're doing well, it so the- inconsistently that it's it's it seems pointless like when you do something inconsistently it's it's pointless yeah i mean the thing i like to say about football officials is they are looking for reasons to make calls instead of looking for reasons to not make calls yep you know and that's where you get these these flag fests you know and and it's like you know oh was that targeting maybe okay i'm gonna throw the flag because if i don't throw the flag i'm gonna get killed on my evaluation like it's just it's you know they they just they're like I, I better throw a flag. Well, because it's it's like, more, uh, but they're more thinking. Not throw a flag yeah. here. Yeah, they're more you thinking know, of like I mean, how's how's this gonna look on tape, like or whatever. Like, because one hundred percent, like one hundred percent, they're like, thinking like, about their evaluations and not about the game. Like, like if which you think is about the wrong like, way to think about it. If you think about Liam Ryan's first holding call, that really had no impact on the play. Like in in he was dominating a guy and threw him down, which, which yep. yeah, you, that means yep. he was holding him. But obviously we know that every offensive lineman gets his hands inside and grabs the fucking, like the, the shoulder pads of the defender every single down. Like that's how people block. Yep. Like that's why they, yep. it's such a big deal to get your hands inside because you can hold there and, and, and that's just how they do it. And refs just, the only time they call it is when it's so obvious that they're going to look bad on tape if they don't call it. Yep. So it, yeah, it's and I think I think part of the problem too is you've got these huge crews, and so every guy is really kind of his own guy, if right. that makes sense. Right. Where he's in charge of making calls in a certain area, and there's really no thought given to game flow or or really anything else. Basketball, I know, is is a lot different. Those guys function as much more of a team right. because they they rotate through different spots on the court. You know, depending on the calls or whatever. And what, and, and yeah. they are much more. Yeah, they're much more of a team, and they are they are much more um, in tune with game flow and with things like they'll even um, you know sort of be aware of you know okay it, you know my partner here is he making this call or that call or you know if if one guy starts making a whole bunch of calls the other guys feel like okay well i better jump in because you know otherwise you know we're we're gonna look like we're not doing anything and and there's sort of this give and take where they they sort of manage the game and and they it's it really is sort of this really interesting um you know dynamic where these these three guys or, or or women work together um to sort of manage the game football i think because of its very nature the massive field and you know having I think it's eight guys, um, you know, all over the place. I, I really think that's how you end up with, um, you know, the guys just making calls that seem like they're out of nowhere that don't seem consistent because they can't be consistent. It's eight guys, you know, they're not always going to be on the same page about what's what. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's just hugely some, frustrating. It's, it's just something Band replay. With, uh, and, and Would I, you get rid of replay tomorrow if you could, Craig? I don't know. I'd scale it back. <laughs> how um, would you, okay, so how would you scale it back? What would you do? Um, I, I think uh, scoring plays are still a good thing. Like I think I think having it on scoring plays is fine. Uh-huh. Um, there's not a lot else. I I 
there was one point when it felt like the replay on targeting was to protect the penalized player, but um, now that you can, I, I now that you can look for it when there was no flag thrown. Completely yep. like the, the, the these type of replays where you can go back and the same thing with the um, the elbows in basketball, you know the yep. the flagrant foul elbows where they can just like, oh there might have been an elbow no one saw it it's like okay well and now we're stopping a game and we're gonna stop it for five minutes and no one knows what's going on, and yep. th- it's the same thing I I don't know there's 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 certain types of replays that seem like okay like did the guy score a touchdown or not like. Uh, like did did the did the guy get the three pointer off in time at the end of the game? You know, like those. Yeah, I mean those, those things, things make sense. But but we it's just ballooned and uh, to the point yep. where it's just way beyond. Um, that like well you could have I mean of course you could have thought the out of bounds calls were a logical step, but to the point to the level of detail that they go in to determine if a ball was out on whoever. Has is right. it, it's had a huge impact on the game and the pace of the game, and just a lot of the calls made it, it now and now pro and it, it's also had it. Uh, I think it's built more distrust in officials um, because because yeah. you you just are like oh man they're missing. I mean honestly like you know like if you've played pickup basketball you know that most like uh, out of bounds calls like fifty fifty calls are impossible like sure. to make but still like people are like oh how this ref missed it and so so now it's like this distrust in the game itself because i don't sure. know yeah it, but it, it, no, it, i think you're right but there was at one point in like soccer where it just it was just kind of accepted that everything got screwed up and it was fine and now it's yeah. getting it's now the var is uh again it's used inconsistently and it's used uh sometimes like like insanely long plays and stuff but i don't know i i don't know if i would get rid of it altogether but i i uh, i would definitely scale it back to kind of more um bigger like bigger plays and less about hunting out penalties for the sake of that well, how about this? Oh, and, and also, fuck the, fuck the pass interference review call. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste like in of the time NFL. that's been. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, oh, my God. That's going to um, go to college eventually, isn't it? Yeah. I th- I mean, I think our number one complaint right now is that it it kills the game flow, right? Yeah. And it's this, it's this pursuit of perfection that is impossible. So why not just, why not just do this? Like apply the standard that they apply in soccer, which is clear and obvious errors, right? I mean, that was the whole point of this from the very beginning is fix the stuff that's clearly wrong, particularly the things that have a direct influence over the game. Right. Well, yeah, even, that's how, even that's, the, you know, you that's just, where call stands you were just, and call confirmed yes. came from, you know? Like. Right. So, okay. So the idea is to fix the stuff that's really bad. So, okay. So how about this? Like when you want to replay something, you have 60 seconds, like, like not just like, Oh, we want to complete this within a minute. You like, like when that video starts, you have 60 seconds. And if you can't figure it out in 60 seconds, then then it's it's obviously not, it's too close. It's obviously not clear and obvious. And you could just get on with the game. 
Like if, if we're all just going to assume, look, obviously if I had my druthers, I'd do away with replay tomorrow. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, okay, I think humans are about as good at getting it right as replay is at fixing it. Right. Or, or yeah. getting it wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. like replay sometimes actively gets things wrong. Just like uh, you talked about the Desmond Patman play where it's like, there's no evidence that he stepped out of bounds. So, but yet we created a penalty that wasn't there before. So replay even gets like creates problems. So, okay. 60 seconds, clear and obvious errors. If you can't see it in 60 seconds, it's over. And if, if we all agree that it's not going anywhere, we all agree that it's going to stick around and, and there's no way they're going to get rid of it because coaches would never do that. Coaches are convinced that it's actually a good thing to help them, you know, whatever, get the calls right. And, and I get that they potentially have millions of dollars riding on the outcome of games. Right. So I get that. Like, I understand why they have a vested interest. I don't understand why fans have such a vested interest, but whatever. So it's not going to go anywhere. Can we maybe just put some parameters on it and say, Okay, fine. You buzz for replay. Great. You like from the moment that replay starts, 60 second clock starts. And if you can't figure it out in those 60 seconds, the video shuts off and you just go, okay, well, what is it? That's it. And if, if you, if you haven't figured it out, it stands and that's it. And you just move along so that we can all just like enjoy what we're trying to enjoy, which is just watching a freaking game. Right. Man, uh, I did not know that we were going to rant about replay for 20 minutes, but there we go. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, I think we should take a break here. But uh, when we come back. One more break. I- I'd love to talk about now after this kind of three game stretch since the uh, UCLA Utah combo of badness, um, how you're feeling. What, what, do you, what are you thinking maybe the, the last four of the season? are going to look like and uh and you know what where you're where you're at in terms of optimism for cougar football so yeah let's take a break and then we'll get into that we're back we're back once again bye whatever back. do that yeah yes go advertisements um Woo. all right man so I don't know about you, and anyone who follows me on Twitter uh, probably saw a few things I said after the game. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about this team. I'm feeling pretty bad yeah. about. Th- I'm feeling pretty bad about this season. But I, this is one of Leach's. This I, this is damn near Leach's best overall. This is his best offense. It, um, yeah. since he's been here and uh, the next best probably being Gardner Minshew's last year, which that's got to make you feeling good. Like the last two years of air raid have been, I mean, maybe outside of 2014 too, but when, you know, uh, best offense in years and these last two years of air raid have been fantastic offense getting exactly what we want. Obviously the defense has been a, and been a, a, a challenge this year. Um, but man, even they're they're not uh, they're not that team that gave up fifty and, and a quarter and a half to UCLA. They're not that team that got shredded, you know, nine yards of play against Utah. Um, they 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 show a pulse once in a while. Um, so it's just uh, uh, it, it's you're feeling a little bit better. They're still bad. They're eighty first in SP plus, but. Um, there's the number four offense in the country. And, and like I said earlier, the Cougs are 24th overall in SP plus because of that offense. And it's just crazy to me to think, you know, I don't, you remember back in 2015, 2016, 
uh, WSU was, you know, or 2017 even, like usually rated way lower in uh, SP plus and, and, and measurements like that um, than they were by humans or, or based on their record. Um, yep. And now it's flipped this the season. The metrics did not really like them, yeah. Uh, even even last year, the metrics didn't like WSU as 10th in the country or whatever. Um, but they were just no, winning. Not. They were just winning games, and sometimes you just got to look at the wins. Um, but this year, it's it's opposite. They're not winning the games. They, it's 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 you. What you say? Uh, uh, the four loss, uh, three losses in Pac-12 play outside of the Utah play by ten Utah, total points. Ten total points. And they, yeah. and they were all they weren't. It wasn't like WSU. And you had ta- a lead in the and you had a lead in, in the, the last f- like two minutes of all of them. Every single one, yeah. Every single one of them. It was a last drive <laughs> thing. Yeah. So I mean, against against their yeah against Arizona State and UCLA. I mean, and and then uh, these last two uh, road games have been tough. Of course, these were road games that we were worried about. And uh, it's yep. it's really the tacking on the UCLA loss with it makes it way harder. Yeah. Um, because you. Yep. But um, it's I mean, but obviously after UCLA Utah, were you like? I don't think anyone was thinking the net. Well, we did think Arizona State would come down and be close, but I don't think anyone was then thinking that Oregon would come down to a final drive as well. And then I don't think anyone was thinking they were going to blow out Buffalo by or the Buffaloes, Buffalo, um, that blow out Colorado by, uh, uh, you know, four plus touchdowns. So, like, I don't right. know, like, I, I f- the team is playing really well right now. They're just not getting the results that we, I think since yeah. Arizona State, they've been playing really well. And the, these last three games, they only got one win to show for it. Um, yep. And they could very easily have three wins um, with just maybe slightly better defense or just even one bounce of the ball different yep. in each of those games. So um, I don't yeah. know. Like I'm like I, I. That's why I just I I know we joke about Washington, but even including that, there's not a game on the schedule that I don't think they can win. Left. No. I mean, there's there's no. But way, I don't think they like, can't win. I'm sorry. I don't think yeah, they can't yeah, win. I know, what I know what you're saying. Double negatives. Yeah, man. I you know. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't see any reason why they can't win three of the last four. I, I wouldn't even be I mean, outside of the fact that the Apple Cup is the fourth of those four. Um, you know, in any sort of normal situation, I'd go they, they could go four and oh to end the season. Um, you know, and, and maybe this is the year where you know, I mean, everything else has gone so weird that maybe the Apple Cup finally breaks in our favor somehow, but um, you know, this, I feel great about this team, to be honest. Uh, it, you know, the results suck. It, that that part is is really irritating and unfortunate. But at the same time, you just go, I mean, they're so close to being, you know, seven and one. I think their actual quality level is is kind of exactly what we thought. I think I think the offense is better than we expected. I think the defense is worse than we expected. But I think on balance, you know, the team is what we sort of thought it would be. Um, when the season started and that's independent yeah, what'd you of think? results, of course. You would think like if, right? if you're taking, you would, you would think like maybe the 25th, uh, best, uh, best offense in the country and maybe the 60th best yeah. defense. And they have the fourth Something best like offense, that. you know, they have it like a top five offense and they have, a, you know, 80 something defense. So yeah, they're, they're, right. they're there and, and, uh, they've just, 
had some insane endings and 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 uh crazy games like you know one of the craziest yeah. games and of the college football year and they haven't gotten any good luck you know and and i mean you can say whatever you want about luck and the role of uh you know randomness and fortune or whatever in in the results of games but um you know i firmly believe in the role of randomness um sometimes in determining the outcomes of games and of course you know the defense needs to play a little bit i mean you can always say this this unit needs to be a little better that unit needs to be a little better. i mean you can always say that you can always say that you can say that and also acknowledge the role that randomness and luck plays. You know, I mean, we talked about it with UCLA, right? I mean, like you fumbles, put the ball on the yeah. ground that many times and you don't get any of them. Like, like that's like, st- that is such a ridiculous statistical anomaly. Right. And then you just kind of, you know, you keep going like, uh, I mean, what if, uh, you know, on that blitz that they got burned on the screen, um, you know, the, the defender is able to get his hand and, and knock down that screen pass on the right. blitz, right? Or the receiver drops the ball. Or, you know, at the end, he almost fumbled it at the he end. Did, of yeah, that. yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, there's all these things that can happen. And it seems like quite literally none of them are happening. I mean, Travion Brown gets ejected for targeting on a play where he caused a fumble and we should have had a recovery with a short field. Like it's just, you know, if it weren't for bad luck, this team would have no luck. Right. I mean like the old saying it's very, you know, and it, that's not like an excuse making thing. I think people sometimes think that acknowledging randomness, acknowledging luck is some sort of excuse making. It's really not. I mean, obviously the defense needs to be better and you know, whatever, but um, you know, it's a reality that we just haven't really gotten any good fortune in any of these games. And to come on the heels of last year where it seemed like the right play got made at the right time all the time, you know, with the exception of what happened against USC and the Apple Cup, it was like, man, that team, you know, came up with big play after big play after big play. Some of that is randomness, right? Like some of that is, you know, you look at, uh, you know, you look at the Alamo Bowl. I mean, frankly, Iowa State outplayed us, right? Right. But we got some timely turnovers and, you know, that's how it goes. And so, you know, we're just not getting that this year. And some of that has to do with, you know, the skill level on the defense, but some of that is just randomness. And, you know, maybe some of that randomness can come back around in the last four games. And and I feel great about this team's uh, chances to finish strong. I mean, I know we're all afraid of the Cal bullshit because that's what always happens down in Berkeley. But, you know, when you look at it with a with a clear mind and you take some of that stuff away that, you know, you, you, you sort of are tempted. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know what SP Plus says as far as win total uh, expected over the last four games is, but it's got to be close to three. I don't right. know what it is, but it's got to be close to three. Well, I would, th- I would think so. so. Uh, Cal is 72nd, Stanford 71, Oregon State 70. So, like, that's right. – that, I don't – I don't – you couldn't – that's just crazy. So but, those games are all going to be in like the around sixty to seventy percent, right? Yeah. So yeah, and you're, then Washington will probably be roughly a toss up, right? Or maybe yeah, I think it'll be that. slight. Yeah, U Dub's a little rate a little so higher. So be a slight right? underdog. So yes. just off the top of my head, I'm thinking, you know, like seventy percent, seventy percent, seventy percent ish, right? Forty and then 40, maybe like forty five percent. So you're looking at something like. 
yeah. projected wins over the last four. I mean, that's close to three. I, I would that, and again, I'm just like spitballing numbers based off of what it usually works out to. But yeah, I mean, that's there's no reason why they can't win three of these last four or even four of the last four. Yeah, because the, they're. I mean, they're they're good, and they seem like they're getting they're better. good enough, and they, they they're seem good like they're enough. getting better. I mean, you, you're you're playing Cal uh, off in two weeks. Both teams off a of bye. Cal's offense is a disaster. Their defense is not as good as uh, they looked last year. Um, the uh, Stanford is just something. Um, you know what they did against UCLA this week and. Uh, just, I don't even know. Um, Oregon State, obviously, that offense is scary against WSU's defense, but you know what? Oregon State's uh, defense is worse than WSU. Like, it's awful. So, you know, like, yep. it's, uh, I don't know. Like, WSU's going to be favored in the next three games. Like, book it, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Um, they'll book, they'll probably be favored by double digits against Oregon State. The, there's a good chance they'd be favored by double digits against Stanford. They're dev- they're going to be favored on the road at Cal, and and this is a one in four Pac-12 team. Like it's, um, right. yeah, it's 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 wild. Uh, you, you're talking about they were doubled. They were 14 point underdogs against Oregon, and they uh, damn near beat them. So. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I, 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 uh, I feel like seven and four head into the Apple Cup definitely can, and should happen. Um, yeah. Let's just let's just like tone down the bullshit and uh, and maybe uh, get Take some care of business. get get some expected outcomes <laughs> down the stretch here. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be nice. We could use a few of those. So. Yeah, it's look, I mean, Oregon, I think every, if everyone agrees that Oregon is really good, then you can't come away from that game without being super encouraged. Like you have to be, um, you know, we we put up the most yards per play of any offense all year against Oregon and we did it in their place. So, you know, the offense is obviously legit and Cal's defense, while still good, um, has, you know, shown some cracks. Some of that is the offense being just, you know, total trash, but, yeah. um, you know, Cal's a team they should beat Cal's a team they should beat. And so is Oregon state. And so is Stanford. And to be honest, Washington is not better than Oregon, like not better than Oregon. So <laughs> I think that's a game that, you know, at the very least should be competitive. Um, at least should be, so. should be, should be, um, should be. yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, uh, like I said, I'm sad about the outcomes, but I, God, it, it, that's what makes this season pretty frustrating. Is this team's pretty good, and yeah. this offense is yeah. really good. And this we were worried about after the UCLA game is like, is yep. is this is a bad defense going to ruin well, the, the offense? And and and, and to, to the point where yeah, yeah. That I mean, it's it's been high scoring games. It's you know, 38, 34, 30. 735 you know that's those are high scoring games and um and you know the WSU's defense gave up 10 against Colorado but every other Pac-12 opponent has scored at least 37 so um yep that is the that worry is coming to fruition but also there's just been a lot of random shit and bullshit that um has led to the uh to to this 4 and 4 1 and 4 record but i i'm i'm feeling I'm feeling good about 
down the stretch this season, getting some good vibes and being, being, a, being having a happier, happier ending um, than than it did a middle. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's entirely possible. You know, I think it really just, like I said, if some of that luck starts to come back our direction, finally, you know, I mean, and you know, there's nothing that says it will. Uh, you know, sometimes teams just deal with that for an entire season and that's just how it goes. You know, um, hopefully that's, that's not how it goes for this team. I, I cannot fathom a scenario where they don't win two more games. Like I, I really can't, I, I, I mean, you just go, okay, that would, that would necessitate this team going, uh, two and seven it impact. I just, I can't, like, I just cannot see it. I cannot see it. So, um, I, I think, you know, Two is the minimum. Three is the expectation. Four is in play. So, I think that's how I feel about it. Feeling pretty, uh, pretty okay considering. I'm we, feeling up. Opt- I'm feeling optimistic, uh, man. Optimistic. Our hearts, hearts were ripped out once again, but we uh, jumped back on that optimism train because when you can score points, son, anything can happen. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, anything else? No, I think we should. Uh, um, this will be my my final sign off from uh, the beach. Uh, I, I, I sadly, um, I'll be back home when we record our uh, preview. No, oh, because uh, we won't even record a preview podcast this week, so I'll definitely be uh, back know. home. So, yeah, and enjoy the. People bi- aren't going to hear from us for a whole week. Enjoy the bye week. Maybe that's good. Everyone. We I think we need a break. Yeah, go hang out with think, your family. I think we all need a break. Like, yeah, everybody should go, you know, do those chores around the house that they haven't been getting done. Go uh, you know, get themselves mentally prepared to finish strong, right? Yeah. Yeah, look Every, at everybody's you know, gotta do their part. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch your tape. Um one game at a time. Yep. Um one game you know, at a time. You know, we, we, we just made a mistake. Don't get ahead of yourself. We we talked Focus about the, the last four games. We should have just been focused on Cal, but uh, you know, um, that's true. I, I'm just you know I, I I'm just not as focused right now. It's I'm on vacation, so. Um, but yeah, so like us, subscribe us, uh, rate us five stars, uh, do all of that um, because it makes us happy and it helps other people yeah. find find this podcast where people rant about officiating and talk about other random things um oh and the kooks uh so yeah yeah that too so yeah like subscribe all that um and we will again no preview podcast no friday podcast uh, obviously you'll get uh, a kooks in our hour from michael preston on wednesday um a, a, probably Wednesday and then um we'll be back next week with uh you know some bye week talk probably talk some basketball cuz there won't be a game to recap <sighs> so that's what we should do next week we got Ken Pomeroy preview yeah we talk about yeah. season projections and yeah how about that well the season will be that week the season will start so yeah yeah it's about it. all right it's, about it's a date that time sounds good man it's a date. All right. All right, man. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. <laughs>